welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Rise of You podcast. This is your host, Natalina. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to be speaking with Whitney Hansen on how to break through your debt and financial struggles. This is definitely an episode you do not want to miss, especially if you're a millennial or you have children that are a little bit younger. You definitely want to check out this episode and listen to the tips and strategies from Whitney. She's going to be talking with us about how to pay off our debt bank statement exercises that we can use today, your top three values when it comes to spending, how to ensure that all of your debt can be and will be paid off, the debt snowball approach, and so much more. Again, this is a very valuable episode. Anybody that's in debt out there, you have credit cards, you have a car loan, student loan, and you're feeling overwhelmed, then you definitely want to hear what Whitney has to say. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Whitney, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's really an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on the show. So my name is Whitney Hansen. I am a millennial money coach for females. So I help people go from broke to money in their bank, including paying off debt. So that's what I help people do. Um, I work with people all across the world at this stage. I primarily am a money coach, but I do offer courses and free resources as well. Uh, So that's the business side. And then I also have a podcast that I like to interview really cool people with fun money stories to kind of inspire people on their journey as well. Um, So that's a little bit about what I do for fun. I love to go hiking. I love exploring. I take road trips um, almost every weekend, actually. And I'm not afraid to drive eight to nine hours on a weekend just to get in a really cool hike, which is kind of weird. But I am not married. I don't have kids. I've got a little fur dog named Patrick. And he keeps me plenty busy. Um, but that's how, that's all surface level stuff. So that's a little bit about what I do and how I work with people and what I like to do for fun. And I can share the story of how I got to the business, if that's helpful for the listeners. Yeah, we always like to know here on Rise Up For You, you know, like what was the process and the journey behind where you are now? Because obviously it makes up such a big component of you and your company. So yeah, please share with us kind of how you got to this um, career path and, you know, what the journey was along the way. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's really interesting because a little different than a lot of people's career path. So I started learning about personal finance when I was 16 years old. I was always the kid that was like entrepreneurial, selling stuff on the playground and doing that kind of stuff. But entrepreneurship wasn't really something I thought was in my future. And the personal finance piece really stemmed from personal experience. So I watched my mom stay in an extremely dysfunctional relationship for over 20 some years because she was, uh, she was kind of trapped there. She didn't have money to leave this situation. And it was really, really bad. But eventually she did leave and did divorce. And she found herself a single mom with six kids. And so that's where I started to see that money is power. 
And when you learn how to manage money, you actually have better decisions in life. You can say, screw this, I'm done. I'm going to try something different. You have the option. But when you don't have money, sometimes you're trapped in really crappy situations. And so that's where I really started to learn about the power of money. And I studied accounting in undergrad, thinking that, you know, again, entrepreneurship wasn't in my cards. But once I went back to school for my master's, I that's when I started to really understand that there was other options with my career. So prior to the master's program, I graduated with $30,000 on debt. And so that's where I had this moment where as an, an adult, I was adulting, so I had to figure out what do I want to do? Do I want to continue working two jobs or do I want to have a quote unquote normal life where I work nine to five and, you know, sit in a cubicle and get a pretty decent paycheck. And what I decided was to work the two jobs temporarily. And that allowed me to pay off the entire 30,000 in 10 months. So that's where I started to help people with their own financial plans and decided that this is something I wanted to do for a living. And so that's where the business really started. I love that. Okay. So tell us, all right, so you decided you had $30,000 in debt. How -hmm. did you start to jumpstart, I guess, the company or the business? You know, what was your thought process behind that? Because there's so many people out there that, uh, you know, they have their vision, they have their idea, but to actually implement it is a completely different story. So I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to hear a little bit about that. And then, of course, jump into, you know, how to create financial freedom, debt-free, because obviously that's a really important topic that we that we want to talk about with you. But just a little bit more about how you kind of took that vision or that dream and actually made it into a reality. Yeah. So at first it started off with just free coaching sessions. And this is something that I think we all kind of do with our friends and family when you inherently are passionate about something. So I went from teaching people how to create a budget, how to create a financial plan, including the best strategy to paying off debt. And I would just be sitting with people at coffee shops at my house, just friends and family, nothing serious at that time. And then when I went back to school for my master's is when I discovered a program through Boise State University called Venture College. And Venture College helps students get their business off the ground through working with mentors and and lean startup methodology. And so I joined that thinking, it'd be kind of cool if I can make a couple thousand dollars off of this idea, this coaching stuff. And so that's where the business started. And initially I began with in-person workshops for high school students. And so I thought, okay, if I can get preventative, get them before they take out all the student loans like I did, it might be really helpful for their future. And so when I started launching the high school workshop, what I found after running a few Facebook ads was I was getting more millennials and single moms coming to the workshops instead. So as a business owner, I started to realize there was an opportunity there. And so I pivoted my business to online courses. So I took that workshop and turned it into online content. So videos, uh, written form, all through Teachable is what I use now. And then from there, it moved into one-on-one coaching. So working with hundreds of people per year in an individual way. So through Skype. So that's kind of where the business really stemmed from. I love that. And how it grew. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, um, you know, we're in a really interesting day and age when it comes to finances and millennials and younger generation, credit cards and all kinds of stuff that really, um, Mm -hmm. they put us in debt. And a lot of times we don't even realize it. Obviously going to college is expensive. Um, there's just a lot of things that, that really add up that sometimes we're not, uh, we don't realize that we're doing it until we have a hundred thousand dollars on our plate that we need to pay back. So yep. um, obviously this is a really important topic and even past millennials, you know, there's, there's people that are older that are kind of in the same boat. So first mm-hmm. off, I'd love to just talk a little bit about how to, um, 
you know, I guess become debt free? Where do we start with that? I know that's a huge topic and kind of like the struggle behind that finances and how we can make sure that we don't get ourselves in a bind. Yeah, yeah, love to chat chat about that too. So the first place to start is actually not the sexiest place to start. (laughs) So most of the time you think you're immediately gonna start to crunch the numbers and see that you can pay off debt five months instead of five years. And unfortunately it doesn't always work that way. So the best place to start is by doing what I call the bank statement exercise. So this is something that you can do anytime. And anytime you feel like you're getting a little bit off track with your finances, I always think it's best to go back to this exercise. So what you do is you print off the past 30 days of your bank statement. So your checking account, your credit cards, if you use credit cards as well. And then you start to group transactions and you start to see how much did I actually spend on eating out, on coffee, on impulse buys, on amazon.com, target, whatever it might be for you. So get very, very clear on how much you actually spent and then set a small goal for the next month of, are you okay with that number? Do you want to reduce it? Is it, I mean, where are you feeling with that number? And so I think that's the best place to start is to group your transactions into those different categories. So that's an easy way to go. And usually the reason I like that so much is because A, there's like mint.com will do this for you, but I need you to see those transactions and you connect it differently when you're actually going through and figuring out how much you personally spent. It's a different level of emotion. So once you do that, then you can start to drop those numbers into a really simple budget. It doesn't have to be really complicated, but you do need to have a budget. Anytime you're trying to pay off debt, increase savings, whatever your goals are, a budget's the best place to start too. So it's just a plan for your money. And most people get really scared about that. They think it just means your life is so restricted and you can no longer do anything fun with money. And that's not really the case. It's just saying this paying off debt, for example, is more important to me than going out to eat temporarily. So I think that's the best place to start is the bank statement exercise and then just creating a really simple budget. Well, the revealing thing about that too is that, like you said, you don't necessarily have to take away all the fun, but you might be able to see that you're having too much fun. Where maybe you're going out, <laughs> yeah. maybe you're going out to eat, you know, three, four times a week, and you know, without taking away, you know, your social nights, maybe minimize it to one time a week, where you still get mm-hmm. to be out there and kind of enjoy your things. But you know, those extra three nights that can potentially add up to hundreds of dollars a month, um, you know, you can definitely minimize. Yeah. Another thing that I really like about that exercise too, is when I work with people from a one-on-one coaching perspective, I always ask them, what are their top three values? So what do you truly care about in life? And for a lot of people it's, oh, I care about family. I care about my friends. I care about my career. So something of that variation. And then when we start to look at their financial spending habits, it's easy to tell if you're not spending that are in line with those values for you, you're going to feel very unfulfilled no matter how much money you make. You're always going to feel like I, I'm never having fun with money. I'm not making progress. So when you start to spend on things that you value, you start to feel better about your relationship with money. So I, I like to start with that too, for that same reason. Okay. That, and that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So now um, let's say we're looking at our budget and we do, um, as you mentioned, the big statement, we print it out. How do we begin to pay off that debt? You know, where should we even start? You know, is it, let's say, let's do worst case scenario. Let's say somebody has a loan um, on like a school loan and let's say they have like five credit cards and they're just completely overwhelmed with their debt, which is a very common case today, as you know. Yeah. So where do they start? Do they pay off a little bit on each credit card? Do they just tackle one credit card at a time? Student loans, what's your suggestion with that? 
Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So this is something that's so confusing for people too. And I remember feeling the same way, but basically what you start off with is you've got to get clear on a few different key pieces. So what are the accounts that you have open in your name? You can do that through like running your credit report or credit karma or something of this sort. So you got to make sure that you actually know all the debts that you actually truly have, not just the ones you're aware of. So list out all of the debts that you have with balances list out every single interest rate and then list out the monthly payment as well. So when you do that, you start to see a bigger picture of what's actually going on with your financial life. And then from there, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the debt snowball approach, which is paying off the smallest debt first, regardless of interest rate. And that's the part that stumps people because they, I mean, we're, we're inherently pretty good at math. We get that if you pay off the highest interest rate, you're going to save more money in the long run. And that's not wrong. However, most of us are very emotional people. So when we start to get those little quick wins and we start to pay off that $200 credit card and then maybe the $1,200 credit card, and now we're working on our $35,000 student loan, you start to see the progress and you get really excited and kind of competitive with your plan. So you start to get better results a lot faster than you would think. And if you focused on that highest interest rate, if it was a really large balance, you're going to feel like you're just spinning your wheels. You're never making progress. Um, so neither one is wrong or right. I just prefer the snowball approach. I think whatever you do to pay off debt, Godspeed, my friend. That's amazing. But usually the snowball snowball works the best. Okay, so you would suggest, well, let's say you have five credit cards, for example. Um, obviously make mm-hmm. the minimum payment on each credit card if there is a minimum payment. Um, Correct. But then potentially maybe adding a little bit more into one credit card at a time so that that one can get done faster. Yeah, exactly. So like, let's put some numbers to this just so we can kind of see, say you've got a $500 credit card with a 5% balance or interest rate. And then you've got one that's a thousand dollars and it's a 21% interest rate. So when you're looking at your budget, you realize you spent $500 a month on eating out and you're not happy with that. You can reduce it by say a couple hundred dollars. So that $200 extra that you just freed up from your budget should go towards that $500 small credit card first. And so if you run the math, I mean, you're going to have that one credit card paid off at that rate within a month, two, two months likely, because usually what happens is you set a goal and then you start to beat that goal because you get, again, really competitive with yourself. So you're going to beat that goal for sure. And then once that's gone, then that minimum payment on that first credit card, that $500 one, if it's $25, now you're rolling that plus the extra 200 towards your next credit card. So that's what they mean by the snowball approach. And it works like game busters. It's amazing to see the progress. It's really cool. Okay, so now the one of the most difficult questions of all, as you're paying off your debt, how do you ensure that you don't keep accumulating debt? You know, like you keep using that credit <laughs> card even though you're trying to pay it off. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point. So one of the things that you've got to do, if it's credit cards that you're struggling with, and this really hurts, you've got to cut those babies up. And if you are not comfortable with cutting them up because it's kind of a crutch and they get that, that's for a lot of people, that's what they use for their security blanket and their financial you know, hardship. So if you're not cutting it up, this is the best thing to do. Put your card in a little Ziploc baggie, grab a mason jar, Put the card in the mason jar, fill it full of water, and literally freeze it in your freezer. And that sounds so weird, but what you're doing when you do that is you're 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 making it so if you need to use that card, 
it's a really bad day. <laughs> like it's something's really gone bad that you need that card for. And so that's one of the best places to start too. And one of the things too, if you do decide I'm going to cut up my cards, I'm not going to use them anymore. Um, don't close that can actually hurt your credit score. So leave them open, but you don't want to keep adding to the balance. Um, the other piece too is it's an emotional thing. So if you've been relying on this credit card to give you false security over the years, you've got to be able to say that it's over. I'm not going to use this anymore. And it's okay for me to feel like I just lost something in my life. Cause you literally go through that process where you feel very scared and very just out of control. And it's an okay thing. If you recognize that. Okay. But it, it's hard to go through the, the Mason jar with the water freezing your credit cards is, is brilliant. <laughs> Isn't it great? One of my good friends told me she did that when we were drinking one night. She's like, I actually have to freeze my credit card. I'm like, oh, what, what is this? <laughs> Tell me more. That's awesome. It works. That's amazing. Whitney, thank you so much for joining us. I, I want to ask just one more question before we jump into the power section. You know, why, why do you think it is that specifically with millennials that we are in this debt crisis, you know, that we're, we tend to be really fast to swipe the credit cards and take the loan and really not think about the consequences that we're going to, you know, get in the future. Student debt piece, I think is a little bit different than swiping the credit cards. The student debt, I think it stems from this lie that we were all sold of life is going to be great. Once you get your degree, you're going to get your six figure job right out of college and everything's going to work out perfectly fine. So take out the student debt, get the best grades that you can, and you'll be able to pay that student loan off later. And so we were all taught that. So we bought into that piece. So that's one of the issues is our society believes that. And then for credit cards or car loans, the thing that I've noticed with that is comparison syndrome, frankly, we go online, we look at social media, we live in an instant gratification world, especially with technology, that it's so easy to say yes to anything that we want. And so I think that's what happens. We start to scroll through Pinterest, we see this really cute new shirt, and then all of a sudden we have to go shopping. Um, so I think that it's just little triggers that add up to the instant gratification. So it's just something to be aware of. Absolutely. Whitney, I'd love to jump into the power section. What's one book that you've read that's have a, that had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? The best book I think anybody in the world should read is The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg. It's phenomenal and it helps you really understand why we actually do the things we do. And what's one value that you've constantly stuck by throughout your journey, something that's non-negotiable? The non-negotiable for me is living a debt-free life. So that's something that is a personal value for me. And then the business value is leading by example. And, you know, we like to ask um, all of our guests, if you could leave the world with one final message, we call it your golden nugget. What would that be? Whew, that's tough to just have one. So the one golden nugget I would leave with people is do the hard work now and future you will think. So just make sure you're focusing on, you know, the longer term benefits by doing this, the hard stuff and not so fun stuff now. And as you know, you know, our company is Rise Up For You. That's our podcast. When you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? To me, it means being able to turn your challenges into opportunities and just be brave enough to share your personal journey to help inspire others. Wow. Again, Whitney, thank you so much for joining us. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? I'm sure there's a number of listeners that are going to want a little bit more information. Sure. The main place that I hang out is actually Instagram and it's Whitney Hanson Co with underscores in between each word. 
And then if you want to just check out some of my work, read some of my blog posts, you can go to WhitneyHanson.com. Wonderful. Again, Whitney, thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you again for joining the Rise Up For You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com and take full advantage of the free resources and benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.